Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Experiments Web Clinic Audio Replay Podcast. Marketing Experiments is an internet marketing research laboratory. The web clinic you are about to hear was broadcast live to an international audience of marketing professionals. Sign up to be invited to future web clinics, as well as gain access to all of our online marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good whatever, wherever you're tuning in from. We have marketers from all over the world tuning into this web clinic right now. A very hot topic. Uh, Dr. McLaughlin was uh, very uh, saddened by the fact that he couldn't make this webinar, but he asked me to come into the studio today and walk you through probably one of the more interesting case studies that we've had in a very long time. Um, it's uh, the beginning of 2014. We're going to start with... Uh, an experiment around the topic of mobile design, responsive design. We get questions about mobile all the time. It's like the hot topic today. I mean, when people, people are, the, the, if, if you ask people what is the number one thing impacting marketers today, it's the shift from desktop to mobile. And so, a lot of times we get questions around how important is it for us to design our pages so that they show properly or look a, a specific way for mobile design. And so that's what we're being looking at today. Uh, I've got some awesome news. We have a, a series of experiments to actually uh, begin answering that question for you. And honestly, that's what we do here at Marketing Experiments. I don't know, uh, for some of you, this is your first web clinic. Some of you have been on here uh, a, a lot of times. Um, thanks for coming back. Happy New Year. Glad to have you. Uh, but if this is your first time. Uh, one thing that we want to do here, our kind of our, the, the big aim of these web clinics is not simply just to give you some rules to follow. That's not, we're, honestly, we're, we're tired of rules. We're tired of people telling us, hey, do this or do that. This webinar series exists to really ask the question, okay, so, yeah, we hear someone say, you know, do responsive design. We, say, we hear someone say, you know, it really doesn't matter. What we want to do is we want to say, what really works? We want to test it. We're not satisfied with just opinions of people. And, and I tell you what, I have been uh, to company after company, and I can't tell you how many different opinions there are about mobile. Bottom line, we're going to let the customer tell us through testing. And so that's what we've done today. We have an experiment today. Uh, our, our desire here is just to kind of walk you through that experiment. Responsive design tested. What a recent experiment reveals about the potential ROI of mobile design. I want to encourage you to interact with us. Uh, Dan was mentioning we have a, you have a tool in GoToWebinar right now uh, that allows you to ask us questions. It allows, us, allows you to give us feedback and comments. And, 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 and honestly, this isn't hopefully a one-way dialogue, okay? We want, you, we, we want you to impact our research agenda just as much as we're talking about. So as we're talking, as you see opportunities or, or as you have questions or things you might even want us to test in the future, we want to hear from you, interact with us that way. Also, if you'd like to interact with us on Twitter, that's a, that's a great way many of our audience members interact with us. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a way to not only interact privately, but to interact in a group. Uh, you, you guys know what Twitter is, but just want to make that available to you. Now use hashtag WebClinic. Uh, 
Like Dan said, my name is Austin McCraw. I'm going to be kind of the main uh, moderator for this conversation today. I have John Powell with me, uh, who is uh, very, very familiar with this experiment. He's going to be up here walking us through some key pieces. It's not a simple answer today, guys. The actual the test was uh, pretty surprising to me, and I think it'll be surprising uh, to you. And so we're going to be looking at that today with both me and John. So um, hang on, guys, okay? So the first question I want to ask, I want to make sure that we're all on the same page about what responsive design is. I assume that the majority of you know, but just in case you don't, what is responsive design? Most of you have experienced responsive design before, but basically what responsive design is, normally uh, just uh, you know, before the invention of mobile, you had kind of one type of coding system, and basically uh, the way a web page displayed on a browser, on a desktop, was directly brought over into the mobile space. No sizing differences, no scaling differences. You basically got the same page on the mobile device. Now, what responsive design allows you to do, it allows you to take that code and tweak it in such a way that you say, hey, within a certain perimeter, within a certain window pixel width, we want you to display this design rather than this other design. So this allows you to kind of, in some sense, factor for the change in the width of the page. So you don't have, like, potentially you're trying not to have, and I'll show you, here's a little example. You're trying to have less things getting cut off. You're trying to replicate the experience that people have on the desktop as much as possible on the mobile design. Now, intuitively, beyond the fact that this is an interesting topic, but beyond the fact that this is just a novel thing that we can add to our mobile designs, Guys, there is some strategy here. Intuitively, you would consider that this would be an effective strategy. And why? Well, here's why. Here's why uh, at Marketing Experiments, we would suggest that responsive design, we would hypothesize that re responsive design actually might help aid the conversion process. Many of you are familiar with our conversion heuristic. If you're not, it's that C equals 4M plus 3V plus 2i minus f minus 2a, what you see on the screen right now, this is a conversion heuristic. It's, 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 it's a, this is not a mathematical equation. It's a heuristic to help us and guide us in the way we approach our messaging on our web pages. Okay? I don't have time to go through each of these elements. We have an entire course on this. I'm not selling the course. I'm just letting you know about it. If you want to take it, you can take it. Many of you online have already taken it. And if you have taken it, you're probably already familiar with what aspect of that heuristic that is most likely impacted by responsive design. It is the F. It is friction. It is the effort that is required, the perceived effort required in completing the conversion process. That's what friction is get to. And it is impacted by two things. Length and difficulty. How long is a process? And honestly, uh, many of you, whether you've taken our courses or not, have probably heard of the term friction. You're probably familiar with the term friction. Uh, you've probably heard it used in marketing context before, not just the physics context, but a marketing context. Uh, and we tend to think of things like long pages, processes with like 20 steps, uh, many, many form fields that you have to fill out. That's what we think of when we think of friction. Uh, and that is a part of friction. That is the length part of friction. But there's also the difficulty side of friction. We call it actually the silent killer of conversion because it's things like 
equally weighted calls to action. It's like poorly designed iPads. Oftentimes multimedia can have a major impact in terms of difficulty. This is what we mean when we turn by friction. And the, the reason why responsive design has come about is an effort to reduce friction. Because when you're given a page that was designed for you know, 1,200, 1,600 width pixel, and you're trying to read that on a screen size that's much smaller, it actually gets difficult. It gets challenging. Oftentimes it takes longer because you're having to scroll to the side, you're having to scroll to the bottom. And so here, so I know you guys know what responsive design is, okay? And I know some of you are thinking, okay, get to the test, get to the test. We're going to get to the test. It's coming. But I want you to connect this to the underlying psychological issue. So we, we, we might in, intuit that uh, responsive design will have a good effect. It'll make things easier. But this is what we're connecting to. We're connecting it to psychological friction in the conversion process. And ultimately, our question today, the question of the, the re- researchers here at Marketing Experiments, uh, is not will responsive design increase conversion? Our hypothesis is will it, will it reduce friction? Will it make things easier? Will it, make things le- like, will, will, will it reduce the perceived effort on the part of the customer. I hope that makes sense. I've kind of gone over that quickly. If you have any more questions related to friction or how it applies to responsive design, we have a team standing by to help you with that. Feel free to submit your questions that way. Also, again, like I said, we flesh this out in more detail in our course material. But I just wanted to connect, first off, what is responsive design and then what is it impacting in the psychological process? So, here's the question. And here's the question I have for you. How much do you think responsive design impacts friction? So I'm going to put you in the seat of the scientist for a moment. Do you think responsive design has a great impact on friction? Will it make the process easier or will it make the process, well, it doesn't really impact the process. Is it going to make it simple or not? I see some responses coming in. Yes, yes, easier. Yes, it'll lower the friction simpler. I see one not. This is the uh, iconoclast in the group there. All right. Good. Good. So a lot so yes, a lot of you guys are in agreement that this is this is perhaps the advantage of responsive design that makes it simpler, gets to the point. And so that was what we were testing today. We, we will find out in a moment. So uh, but first, let me just go ahead and run you through the experimentation. I'm going to give you an overall picture, and then we're going to come through and break it down in a in, a, in kind of a three-step process. So here's the group we're working with. All right. It's a news media organization trying to determine whether they should invest in responsive mobile design or not. And that's a question that we often all have. Right? I'm sure many of you on the line can, are familiar with that question. And honestly, let me just say this. The new technology, the new techniques, the new tips oftentimes get the most budget because they're the hottest item. You know, for a while, social media, social, we, we've, got, we've got to invest in social media. And we get a lot of, we've got to invest in responsive design. And so we have this group here that's wondering, is it actually worth the investment? Will, yeah, we know about friction, yeah, we know about friction, but we, we want to test it before we actually put the investment in there. So that's what we're going to do here. To significantly increase the number of signups, that was their overall goal. So they're trying to get people to do a free trial 
And the research question here is which design will generate the highest rate of free trial signups? Will it be the responsive design or will it be the unresponsive design? And, I, and here's the, I want you to know this. Responsive design doesn't just impact the mobile environment. It impacts everything. It impacts the, the desktop environment. It impacts the tablet environment. It impacts the mobile uh, phone environment. So we're going to look at each of, those, each of those stages at this point. So here you go. Here's the control. Here's the page you see right now, right in front of you. It's a simple subscription form page. You have been selected to receive a free unlimited access to this group for the next two weeks. And all you got to do is put your name and your email and potentially sign up for two weeks now. So this is the page and this is the original tablet. Now this is the tablet version. This is a wider screen, but you can still see here that with the unresponsive design, we lose the image and we're losing part of the headline text. So in theory, the visitor is having to do some scrolling to make sense of the headline. Okay, so there's the before of the unresponsive. Let's look at what it looks like on a mobile device. Ooh, even, even more difficult here, right? So now we have even more of the headline cut off. We have to do more scrolling. The page isn't designed to fit to the mobile environment. They're going to have to potentially pinch and zoom out to get a sense of the whole page. So you can see this is unresponsive design. I'm sure many of you now are going, ah, okay, I know what you're talking about. I experience it all the time and it drives me insane. Okay, so what we did here is we tried to create a treatment that adjusted for this. So here's the responsive design. Now it impacts the desktop. You can see it kind of, slight, and I'll show you in a minute, you'll see it more clearly, but it did slightly impact the desktop design. It, uh, you can see the impact it had on the tablet. right? So now the headline is wrapping. You get the images, everything you can see without having to really scroll on the tablet. And then now you can see even more effectively here how it was applied to the mobile design. Now the headline is definitely, all you've got to do is scroll up and down. Nothing is getting cut off. I'm going to show you these side by side. And I want to ask you right now, audience, using your marketing intuition, which often fails us, but in this case, I, I, you know, we'll see, which of these do you think will actually increase, which of these will have the greatest response? Let me ask you that right now. Responsive or unresponsive? I'm getting results coming in like crazy. Oh, responsive, 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 responsive. No difference. Responsive, this responsive. Is there anyone who's going to say unresponsive? Oh, I got one there. Let's see. Who, what name is that? Steven. Unresp no, that wasn't Steven. That was Dan. Unresponsive. You little brave soul out there. Well, we will see here. So I want to reveal the results. And the results are... responsive design in aggregate between the desktop, the tablet, and the mobile device increased conversion by 56%. 56%. So guys, in some sense, your intuition is right. In some sense, it does reduce friction. But guys, there's something underneath here that I want to show you that's even uh, a bit, a bit, kind of, um, I would say, uh, surprising. Uh, almost borderline shocking. That's the word I was thinking about using. But surprising at least. Let me show you this. So when you break the results up, because what I just showed you, the 56% increase was on the aggregate level. That was combining the overall impact, the difference between the desktop, tablet, and mobile. My question to you is, which of these three things 
the desktop, the tablet, or the mobile did responsive design have the most impact? So I want you to tell me right now, which of these three things do you think the responsive design had the most impact? Mobile, mobile, tablet, mobile, 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 desktop, mobile, 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 mobile. Don't know. Well, thank you for your honesty. I appreciate that. Tablet, mobile. So the vast majority are saying the mobile, which makes a lot of sense. And so what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to walk through today. What we're going to do is we're going to walk through each of those and we're going to compare how much did responsive design impact the desktop, how much did it impact the tablet, how much did it impact the mobile. And we're going to kind of look, where did that aggregate increase come from? So we're going to start, to keep you guys uh, on the edge of your seat, we're going to start with the desktop. Okay? We'll get to the mobile. Desktop performance. How did changing and making the design of this page responsive impact the desktop performance? I want to ask John Powell to come up here with me for a minute because John Powell is uh, very versed in this test. Come here, buddy. And um, you can go ahead and click her. Thanks. Um, and, and, and like I said, John Powell here, he is a, uh, he, he, he is, you've been studying this test. You were, uh, in, you know, involved in putting together these slides and, and everything that goes into this test. So uh, I want you to walk us through here just the main changes that we saw in the desktop. So I kind of right. glossed over it. I went quickly. Walk us through in more detail kind of what changed and what things uh, happened on the desktop version. Sounds good, Austin. And everybody, one of the reason why we're doing this is this. Um, if we're going to understand enough to make the next test or to make the series of tests or to actually use this and apply it to multiple sites or multiple flows, we've got to look at it Absolutely. in detail. So Absolutely. let's just look at the desktop. Now you've got to keep in mind that when you change the code like this, it's going to impact. It's like a CMS, okay? It's content management system in a sense, right? Where you're filling in blanks and then you're letting something assemble them on the page for you. That's at least my understanding, my layman's understanding of it. So for the desktop control, this is what was in place, and this was a winning treatment from a multiple treatments that they've been doing. Now, for most screen sizes, you can pretty much access just about anything that's primary, okay? Anything that you need to move. Some ancillary content, you're going to have to scroll a little bit. Um, but you've got this whole um, almost faux pop-up style. I say faux because it doesn't, I don't think it's an actual pop-up. I think it's designed to look like a pop-up, at least as I was playing with it and moving with it. So, but it, it has that feeling, okay? So, and, and, and I don't know if you can see it on the screen, but you see those kind of the side columns there that have like, looks like something going on in the background? So you're saying that in the design, we cre the original page had designed to make it feel like it was a pop-up on right. the page. Right, and from correct, that was a winning treatment from a previous test. Okay, excellent. Just so uh, they, they maintained that um, and they just kept the control in place. Now, uh, let's take a look at what version was produced with the new code. Like the control, all of your primary content is accessible. Um, you don't really need to scroll much. I mean, your ancillary content, again, does scroll a bit, so it's very similar. But uh, one thing to keep in mind is that as the code you know, was produced and as it kind of produced a result, this page, it got rid of all of that pop-up. And I'm not sure if they tried really hard to do it. Um, I, have, you know, I haven't had thorough conversations with developers, but from what I understand, like a CMS, you're limited in some instances, at least, with the time and resources you have. Mm -hmm. So this is what it produced. Um, so, but side by side, if you look at them, they're not, I mean, they're not that different. The main no. difference is you lose the pop-up, the faux pop-up kind of feel. Right, and that, that is really kind of the significant the difference that I'm seeing uh, when I put it under a microscope, at least from the visitor's perspective. So, uh, audience, let me just ask you, so before John, we show the results. Let me ask you this, audience. 
what do you think the difference, just on this piece alone, we talked about the aggregate result of that was a 50, 56% increase. How much of an increase do you think this change on the desktop had? What percentage do you think it had? If any. I mean, again. Yeah, if any. If any. Was it a negative increase? I mean, it, yeah, any. So I see 10%, 20%. Decrease uh, even. Yep. Zero. None. Okay. John? So uh, here are the results when we examine the data. Oh, my God. 105% relative increase in conversion, and those are free trial conversions, not clicks. Now, this is, this is, this is really, can you go back to those two pages side by side? So, 105% sure. difference between this page and this page. Right, and, and it, it begs me to ask a, a very serious question. As a researcher, as somebody trying to learn from yep. this, trying to figure out what to do next, uh, what was it? <laughs> was it an error, even? Yep. Was yep. it an error in the data? Was right. there some kind of a... Uh, effect that, that science has missed right. um, in their validity and certification process. Yep. yep. And, and so, you know, that, the, the other thing this reveals, the 105% increase reveals that our next two things that we're going to be walking through, um, one of them is potentially not going to increase conversion. And so we're going to be looking at this kind of, I mean, to me it builds a little bit kind of excitement. I'm excited to go see how the tablet performed at this point. So, uh, good question. How did, you know, why did it cause that? I think we'll get to that. Let's, I want to look at how the tablet performed. Right. So go and walk us through that. So, uh, let's go and take a look at the tablet. Now, we've included, uh, and, and just to let you know, Android devices were included in the test. Excellent. Right. Um, and uh, we're just going to take a quick look. Now, what you've seen is actually uh, one of few popular Android devices, Kindle Fire, mm -hmm. and then you've got, uh, you know, an iPad, one of the later ones. Um, in iOS, when you look at it from a tablet perspective, you notice that the majority of the content is really just like with the desktop. It's accessible without action. Okay? Yeah, but if you take a, you've got to scroll for the headline, mm -hmm. you've got to scroll for the image. But just about everything you need other than that image is available um, to make a decision. Another thing is, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed this, um, but if you look at the very bottom of the uh, iOS image, you you get you see that faux kind of still the faux pop up. So I mean, so you would actually be able to scroll down or whatever and see a little bit of mm -hmm. that. Um, so it's just something to note. Uh, for Android, all the content is accessible, but you're going to need to resume, save the supporting imagery. And mm -hmm. one thing that was really odd, and I I had to use multiple devices mm -hmm. just to ensure that this was the case, is that that little the gray X and everything um, is rendering that way on the device. Interesting. So uh, I just just seemed a little strange to me. Yep. Um, uh, so anyhow, let's take a look at so how the responsive design. The responsive or you know how the code did. Now if you take a look at iOS, the supporting image is immediately visible. So it's there to help them kind of make their decision um, depending on the emotional value of it. Right? Um, and the background is uh, completely eliminated. Mm -hmm. So it looks like a single page. Right? And then, uh, if you take a look at the Android version, significant improvement in the aesthetic and page load. I mean, this is like night and day to me, at least, right? Um, in the Android version. Right. Absolutely. Now, the image is still lost, okay? Yeah. But really, if you think about it, oops, I'm sorry. Uh, let's go back one. There we go. The image is lost, but even so, it's a significant improvement, at least from what I need to see and what I need to see to make a decision. Uh, on the Android Let's device. Let's look at them side by side because to me, oh yeah, big difference in the Android design. The iOS design is 
You get the image back, you see the headline wrapping. And one thing I do want to point out as well is because um, in the two iOS devices, mm -hmm. here's the other slight thing, you see that no thanks button? Mm -hmm. That's in place of the X <laughs> that you would have to push in order to, in the little text thing that you would have to push in order to get out. That's the, really the only difference there. So audience, let me ask you this. We just saw an experiment with a desktop where slight changes had a drastic result. I want to ask you right now, just using your intuition, do you think that moving from unresponsive to responsive design on the tablet thing will actually uh, improve conversion? And if so, by how much? What do you guys think? What do you see there? I see a 50% decrease. Improve uh, 45%. I see a 40%. Yes, improve. Yes, improve 75%. So I see a lot of, a lot of improve. So yeah, we, we had a small change on the... Uh, desktop that had improvements so the majority audience think, seems to be thinking that we will also have a, a decent improvement here as well. So, John, without further ado. So, here are the results. Ooh. No, and when I say significant, no significant difference in conversion statistically. Um, so, you, you'll see 21%, but um, if I were to look at it from a scientific perspective, I wouldn't be able to take it so seriously. Just, I mean, literally in like two sentences, just explain what you mean by significant so the audience is just clear on that. So this is better left for a scientist person, but lay my layman's version of it is very much uh, we run calculations and formulas to determine if we were to do this however many times over again that we would get the same results mm -hmm. except in maybe 5% of the instances. So there's like a threshold. So we want, in some sense, we're, we're looking for, our, our tests are at least validated at a 95% level of statistical confidence. And so the fact that it's not significant means that we are under that threshold. Right, so this could be random chance for that matter, this difference. Random it could be, chance could it be. Could be under, could be over, but that's how it landed at the time that this test was run. Yep, the difference isn't great enough to actually say this page is statistically better than this Right, page. it's different. It, just, it doesn't, there's not enough really difference to do that. Yeah, so that's pretty shocking there, John. And so, you know, let's ask the, you know, the question here, what, why did the same treatments perform differently on different devices? Meaning just the desktop versus the tablet. I mean, is this the same content, guys? I mean, there's very little. They, they had to make some tweaks to accommodate the tablet because they didn't have that big X. Mm -hmm. They weren't doing the faux pop-up. But really, it's the same exact content, like a CMS. Yeah, and guys, the reason we're putting these questions on the screen is because we're wanting to take you through the journey that kind of a, a, a marketing scientist goes through. So this is the question that you're going to ask. You have a, a non-significant a test. You're going to ask the question, why? And here's the thing. You can learn from a non-significant test. We're going to learn today from it. So now here's the thing that I want to see. We've got 10 minutes left. I want to see the mobile performance. Right. So we saw, we saw a big lift in the desktop. We didn't see anything in the, uh, the tablet. Uh, the mobile seemed to have the greatest change. Let's see what, what the mobile design. Well, let me ask the audience. Audience, are you ready to see the mobile design? Is our pace okay? Do you guys, are we, do we go faster? Do we need to go slower? Is it making sense? Okay, it looks like the audience is about to storm the studio here uh, to see the mobile. So, all right, so let's go ahead and go mobile performance. What happened with the mobile performance with responsive design? Well, let's take a look. So we've got an Android device here. I mean, we have an iOS, so uh, kind of a you know, Samsung popular yep. device. And this is Ooh. how it rendered on the two different ones. So on the iOS version, you're going to need a lot of scrolling, as you can remember, just to see, just to make a decision, just to understand the sentences. You're going to have to go back and forth, up and down. Yep. And uh, when you take... The Android uh, is, is yeah, awful. Yeah, you've got that same kind of gray X, which is really weird. Again, multiple devices. Mm -hmm. There's some similar rendering issue here. Um, 
you got to pinch to zoom a couple of times, and when you zoom in, you may have to. It's going to be some trial and error with the fingers. I mean, yep. and yep. you and you lose the image, of course. Uh, that the rendering too, kind of. I don't know. For me, it just kind of kills some of the credibility. But that's just me. Yep. So uh, how does it look in the responsive design? So when we take this different approach in which we adapt uh, kind of the content across different devices here, if you, you can see a very almost con extremely consistent experience um, from an Android device and an iOS device. They're both going to require some scrolling, but I mean, it's clear. No, free no trial side offer, scrolling though, it's just right, up and down, right? Right, headline. And um, there doesn't look like we've got need a supporting image here, but it's very clear what it is that you're giving me what, um, you know, what I have to do, um, and then uh, the only thing I need to discover is, okay, do I click something, how many fields, things like that. All right, film side by side. So let's take a look side by side. All right, audience. Here's your final shot, okay? This is, uh, we'll, see, we'll see what this one's going to result in. So we got unresponsive design on the left and responsive on the right. Uh, so far, uh, the, the greatest change that we've seen in terms of the two designs uh, or the responsive designs. How much do you think this will impact conversion? Do you think it'll have a positive impact? Do you think it will have a negative impact? If it has a positive, by how much? 400%, 150%, 35%. I see a negative 25%. A 65% and up. What do you say? Boom, 250% increase. I, I like that. Boom, so we're yeah. all in favor of this. And if I could, if, if, if honestly, if we could have a drum in the studio, we might have a drum roll right, right now. So John, what were the results of just looking at the mobile device. I hate to disappoint you, but Ooh. we didn't see a difference. And um, this is one of those cases where it actually ended up on the negative side yep. of the two. Now, again, I wouldn't take that seriously. So this isn't a negative result. Not to me. This is an insignificant right. difference. I just I don't have enough difference to make a decision one way or the other. So I don't, it, I don't think it's hurting me, but I don't think it's helping me either. Right. right. So if you go back to the aggregate result that we had at the very beginning, right. it was mostly attributed to the desktop, the success right. of the desktop, which is absolutely, absolutely counterintuitive because not only was there not a significant difference there, uh, but you, the, you saw the most difference in the mobile design. Right, and uh, honestly, audience, this confused the heck out of me, um, to be frank. Yep. Uh, you, would, you would wonder that something significant like this I guess from a friction perspective, right? We're total. I mean, for especially with Android devices, mm -hmm. right? You would think that that would make a huge difference, right? And and I look at this and I'm like scratching my head. I'm like, what's going on? Yep. yep. So, Why? So John, uh, from that, from your conversation with the researchers and, and the analysts and the way you've been thinking through this, because right. I, I, told, I think everyone on the online and actually audience, I want you right now become the scientist. Propose, what, you know, why do you think? I remember, go back to that first question, that first kind of setup we had at the beginning about friction. Why did this not have the impact on friction that we were thinking? And so, John, I want to, as they're doing that, John, I want you to walk us through the next two slides and explain to the audience uh, what we are hypothesizing for why we saw the results that we did with this picture. Right. So, uh, let's go ahead and, and take a look. So, here's the thing. The mobile and the tablet treatments you cannot deny that they made significant changes. I mean, there's a very consistent experience here across devices. Um, enough ex I see enough information to make a decision, but it makes me wonder how, you know, how much impact did it really have right. on the mind of the customer. So, but take a look at the desktop. When we look at the desktop, something else is happening here. 
think about the customer and their mindset. Think about psychologically. Um, if you're on a publishing site nowadays, and I worked in publishing seven or eight years ago when they were starting to do this website stuff, oh my gosh, you can't get to an article without going through three ads or four ads. And you just go click, click. You're like, oh my gosh, click. Oh my. You get almost upset in the sense that you're being sold and that you're, you're, something's getting in the way. And I'm wondering, I'm hypothesizing, did that change here in which they, you know, they actually felt like they were getting something that wasn't like this pop-up, did they knee-jerk categorize it as mm -hmm. something that was a waste of their time? Mm -hmm. And for that group of people, did they act differently now that they saw that it was a full page? There's a degree of anxiety associated with pop-ups. In our other tests and previous testing that we've seen, there's a, there pop-ups... Uh, are generally associated with sales, and that's what you're right. saying. And perhaps, I'm just trying to reiterate to you so the audience and I get it, uh, perhaps the fact that it actually felt like a pop-up was creating right. this anxiety and this fear that it's actually like a sales tactic on right. me. And perhaps by doing the responsive design on the desktop, kind of coincidentally, like we, we decreased the anxiety. Right, and this is a subconscious thing. I mean, they study this in psychology. We judge things just in an instant, mm -hmm. just so that we could survive, so we know how to, you know, do we move, do we not move? And if we're trying to get somewhere fast to some kind of article or something, some, some people just don't want to fool around and they just get so upset. I'm one of those. Um, so. Excellent. Well, John, thank you so much. Been a very interesting experimentation. Uh, I know the audience enjoyed that. I uh, hope you got some. I, I want to go through just some kind of summary principles here. Before I do, I want to ask you, okay, so this, I'm, I'm, again, trying to take you through that journey of the scientist. Your next question that you have to answer as a marketing scientist is, okay, so what are you going to test next? I mean, looking at, we di looking at what we did on this page, we didn't impact friction as much as we had liked to with responsive design. We're not going to throw responsive design out the window. You don't do that with one test. This is just helping us get to a conclusion. It's you know, just one experimentation. So looking at this, what would you test next? How might you redesign the responsive design in such a way to reduce friction even more? I want to see your responses coming through. In fact, uh, I'm going to be taking your responses and we're going to be trying to let that even influence what we test next. And perhaps in the near future, we might even show you something that is created, a test design from your feedback. So let us know uh, what you would actually like to see test next uh, in the responsive design, the execution of the responsive design of this page. So with that, I want to close with just some key principles. Some of this will uh, uh, just kind of tie everything back together. And this is really answering the question we asked at the very beginning. Uh, is responsive design worth the investment? And here's the principle, guys. Here's what you need to see. It's more than us just saying, hey, yeah, it works on the desktop, or, and, and no, it doesn't work on the mobile device. It's, it's, the principle underneath this is, is, is much more foundational and much more important, right? So responsive design, and we've got to be careful here because it's a hot topic. Responsive design, like any technology or technique, doesn't necessarily increase conversion. No technology, no technique, no rule necessarily just increases conversion. It's because we're not optimizing design guys. Whether it's responsive or not, we're not optimizing that, we're optimizing thought sequences. What increases conversion? Like if we want to see responsive design be effective, it will only be as effective as it is changing the customer's mind, as it is impacting the thoughts of the customer. And so as John was walking us through, this requires us as marketers to put ourselves in the customer's shoes. 
It requires us to really, in some sense, become the customer, put on the eyes of the customer, get in the, the, the flesh of the customer and experience our mobile devices. Some of your pages might benefit from responsive design. Some of them may not. And it really depends on the customer experience, how they're perceiving two things. First, friction. How much will responsive design actually decrease? This is a question to ask. How much will it, dec- how much will it decrease the perceived effort? And then second, and this is kind of, I wasn't expecting this, but our test kind of showed this. How much will also decrease the perceived concern? You may actually be able to, see, responsive design doesn't just connect to friction. It's more than that. It connects to anxiety. And so uh, as you're considering it, really the answer to the question, is it worth the investment? The answer to that question is, how much is it going to impact the perceived effort and the perceived concern because where it impacts it greatly, it's worth it. Where it's not, it may not be worth it. And so you as a marketer, don't just look for the silver bullet answer. Put yourself in the mind of the customer, in the eyes of the customer and experience the page and and, and experience the friction, experience the anxiety. So that's the key principle for this. I'm out of time. They are changing slides on me without me even clicking. So what I want to show you here right now is we have a, uh, I've been, <clears throat> I've got a promotion here for you. It's for the email summit. You can see it on the screen. Essentially, you can save $200 on your tickets right now. If you like this experiment, we're going to be showing a lot of case studies from the top of marketers from around the world. Uh, on email marketing. The best marketers in the world are going to be showing you kind of things and tactics that they've done with email marketing and, and that, uh, and I've already been switched off of it. They are moving me fast. We're out of time. Uh, obviously, someone has a dinner date after this webinar. Uh, but here's the thing. Check out that promo code. We'll be tweeting it to you. We'll be sending it to you. You will get a replay of these slides. All the stuff you'll have sent to you, you can have that. Use it. There's the promo code right there. Show it to you one more time. There you go, guys. All right. Now, the moment that many of you are waiting, what are we going to reveal next? Like I said, the entire series of these webinars are to discover what works. And so we take the questions that we get from you. Does responsive design work? Does brand matter? Does content marketing work? Those kinds of questions. And we ask them, we test them, and we come and give you them answers. So here's the next question we have for you. It was working with a technology group. And here's the question. How many page columns should your website have? Oh my, I can't tell you how many times I get this question when I'm teaching. All right, so is it one column? Should it have two columns? Should it have three columns? That's the question. I think we'll be doing a a meta-analysis of our entire research library to help answer this question for you, not just one test. But here's an experiment I want you to look at. Here's the control, two columns. Here's the treatment, reduced to one column. And I want to ask you right now, which of these do you think will win? Which of these do you think will have the greatest impact on conversion? Let me know right now. One column or two columns? I see a lot of one columns, one columns, one columns, two columns, two columns, one column, a lot of one columns. I see your answers coming through. Excellent, excellent. Well, here's the answer, guys. You're going to have to wait till two weeks. Two weeks will reveal the answer of this test. One column versus two column. That is just one experiment we're going to walking through. We're going to test multiple uh, numbers of columns and uh, to truly try to answer the question, how many columns should your webpage have? You can go to the link on the screen right now and sign up so you don't miss it. I would encourage you to do that right now. MarketingExperiments.com slash columns. Go there, sign up. Make sure you don't miss that web clinic. 
Guys, I have gone over my apologize. I apologize to you there for that, uh, but thank you for your patience. Uh, thanks for your engagement. This is a fun webinar today. If you like this webinar, you like the format, please let us know. Uh, if you have uh, suggestions for an improvement, how we can make this even more effective and, and to serve you better, let us know. Our entire uh, effort here is to try to uh, build a community of marketers that are, are trying to discover what works through scientific testing. So help us help you. Uh, give us feedback. You'll have a survey that you'll, uh, you'll be given after uh, I end here today. Uh, there you'll have an opportunity to kind of put in feedback. Also right now using your GoToMeeting you can let us know did you find this clinic valuable? Uh, do you have more questions? What would you like us to test next? Well thank you very much. Uh, uh, again if you enjoyed this webinar I just encourage you to do one thing. We make these free of charge. It didn't cost anyone on this webinar to attend. We just ask you to uh, if you liked it to tell a friend. All right, we'll see you back here in two weeks. Thank you for listening to this recording of a Marketing Experiments live web clinic. You can sign up to receive invites to future live web clinics, as well as receive access to $10 million worth of Internet marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. Thank you.